Hey ladies and welcome to Crave. This is the podcast for women who want to create the life they're craving. And today I'm going to be interviewing Zena. Zena's a confidence coach. She's based in the Bay of Plenty like me. So happily we get to meet up in person from time to time and just chat all things coaching and all things life really. Um, so yeah, Zena's wonderful. I really enjoyed doing this interview with her and I did it because so many women drop into my space and they're like, once I lose weight, I'll feel more confident. And we definitely cover this in the interview. But Zena just covers so brilliantly um, where confident, confidence comes from, how to build confidence, um, how weight loss really doesn't create confidence. And so much more so um this is a really Zena. like you know i thought i knew about confidence and Zena really had a way of helping me understand it from a different perspective in a different light and really actually giving me some tools to take away and play with in terms of um i would say i'm a pretty confident person but you know there's always moments where we're um, needing to draw on courage and wanting to feel more confident what it, with whatever that be whether that be parenting or whether that be public speaking or whether that be in a you know proposal that we're doing for a job or something like that there's always moments where we're needing to call on confidence and courage so there's some really great tips in here on how to build that too all right chickies I hope you enjoy it and I'll see you in the next interview ciao Okay, so this is Zena. And in my head, like I just have to say, I said to my husband last night, we were interviewing Zena, and he's like, Zena Warrior Princess? So, no, not Zena Warrior Princess, Zena the Confidence Coach. Um, and so I'm just going to give you hi, first of all. Hi. <laughs> chatting already, so it feels like a little bit weird to say hi a second time, but hi, hi. welcome. And um, I'm just going to enter introduce you a little bit first before we get into any conversation so um if you guys want to check out Zena's podcast she's got a podcast called brave as fuck or it actually it says brave af but I'm pretty sure she means as fuck. <laughs> yeah. um so she's an inspirational speaker she's a powerful coach and that is really true she's a mentor to women across the globe um she connects with the worldwide community and she shares with thousands of women on a daily basis to empower, encourage, and inspire them to have their own backs, which is just so important, claim their confidence, and master their minds to live their best lives. So um, yeah, welcome, Zena. Welcome to Crave. How are you? I am good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. I'm really excited too. Um, I think this is just such a, it's such an important conversation to have, I think, mm. this conversation about confidence because yeah. you know really why I wanted you here was so many of my women are, like they come to me for weight loss mm -hmm. not all of them come for weight loss but that's a it is a definitely on a lot of women's minds mm -hmm. and there's this other added component of like and once I lose the weight then I know yes. I'll feel confident yes and so a lot of the times I'm there's this inner knowing of like they're they're wanting weight loss for sure but they're also actually really wanting to feel good they're wanting to feel mm -hmm. great about themselves and feel this confidence mm -hmm. so you know before we get into too much um you know like too much about yourself like I just love to talk a little bit around like can we define what confidence is mm. like what yeah. do you like how do you define it 
Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that because I think that's so important. So I define self-confidence as a belief in yourself and your abilities. Mm. And I want to note that I didn't say that you have the evidence that you can do the thing, right? Okay, like it's so simply a belief. Like you're, you believe that you can or you could figure it out, yeah. right? You don't necessarily have to have the ability to be able to do it yet, but you believe that you could learn. Oh my gosh, I feel like I just got more confident hearing that <laughs> right then. Yes, mission accomplished. We're done. <laughs> yeah, because that's it, isn't it? Like believe mm. that you can or you could figure it out. That is yes. so important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is such yeah. a good definition because I think, um, you know, often when I've thought about and talked about confidence before, I found it quite a nebulous thing to like, you can't really put your finger on it. It's not like a a number in a bank account or a number on yes. the scales or a house yes. or anything like that. It's just, yeah. I just want more confidence. And what does that actually mean? But when you nail yeah. it like that, like yeah. it's a belief, say it again. So it's a belief in yourself and your abilities. Mm. That's how, that's how I define it. So you believe in yourself or your abilities, and that can be your ability to figure it out. Yeah. So right? not just because I was thinking about this last night, like it's not just the, um, because I think confidence comes like, oh, I was thinking about confidence as, um, you know, like I'm confident driving a car. I don't really mm -hmm. think about that too much. I feel really mm. confident driving my car, but I yeah. don't feel so confident backing a trailer was my kind of yes. like, <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> but yeah. when you add in that little dimension of, yeah confidence being that I believe in myself to be able to figure it out mm. and I'm like oh yeah I could have a little bit of confidence in backing a trailer like I believe that I could figure that out so yeah and this is the difference between confidence and self-confidence right confidence is I've got the evidence and I mm. often use the exact same example of driving a car like I've driven lots of vehicles I've driven on the other side of the road overseas right I have lots of experience I love driving I'm super confident but then when you talk about backing a trailer, such a good example, I have self-confidence because I'm like, yeah, I'll figure it out. Let's give it a go. Like that is the self-confidence component, but I don't have the evidence necessarily to go with that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so what you're saying is, is like, there's two different types of confidence almost. So self-confidence, mm -hmm. I believe in myself to figure it out if I don't yep. have the evidence. Yep. And then there's confidence that's evidence-based. Yes. Oh, that's really yeah. cool to think about it like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So um, before we get too far down this path, because I could really go on a little rabbit warren here, <laughs> um, I'd love to just hear a little bit like about how you came to this work. Like, because, yeah, you know, cool. I've read your blurb um, on your website and, um, you know, like you say about yourself, like, you know, I thought, and what I love is like that you use weight as a, like one of the I things know. like I thought that if I, I could got just here. lose the weight and made more money I and achieve my goals and I would like myself yeah. more and then I'd be more confident and happy mm. but on your website you note that this was a backwards way of thinking so mm -hmm. say more about yeah. this like tell okay. us your story I would love to share a little bit of my story because it definitely relates to your listeners I think so in I think it was 2014 I had been working in the travel industry and I was running a very successful travel agency. I had you know, a really good job where I was making the most money I'd ever made. I was traveling on average five times a year. A lot of that was you know, pretty high end. Some of it was paid for. I had just bought a house on my own with my you know, solo income, brought a house, 
by all outward appearances, people were like, wow, like you're nailing it. You're doing really well. But on the inside, I didn't feel so great. And I convinced myself that happiness was in London. So I had this one friend in <laughs> London. Right? I had this one friend in London who was so happy. She's like, you should move. I was like, okay. So I quit my job, rented my house, got rid of all my stuff, booked a one-way ticket to London, convinced that when I got there, I was going to make more money. I was going to lose weight. I was going to travel all the time and be happy. Mm, so you're basically going to be a different person in London. Yeah, totally. When I got there, I was not a different person. I hated my job. I, like I got a job really quickly. I didn't like where I lived. London is cold, dark, and gray. I am very much, you know, a beachy kind of mountain person living here in New Zealand. I have that, you know, I'm very privileged to have that. I hated it basically. And to numb the pain, I found myself eating and drinking a lot mm. to try and quote unquote, feel better. And I ballooned, I put on a lot of weight. So I ended up at the doctor's office asking for weight loss pills because I was convinced if I could just lose this weight, I would be happy. I would be successful. You know, I would be super confident, all the things. Yeah. And this doctor gives me an ultimatum. She says, look, I'm going to give you five free life coaching sessions. And then after that, you can come back and we can talk about these pills or it's a no. I was so <laughs> pissed. <laughs> I know like, because when you want what? the weight loss pills, you want them like yesterday. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what the heck is this life coaching shit? Like, <laughs> if this is how I have to go about it to get my pills, fine. I had no idea what I was in for. And so, anyway, like, I got the coaching, and through that coaching, I never went back for the pills because mm. I started to change the way I thought about myself. And I started to go from this place of self loathing to actually very slowly like liking myself and wanting to take care of my body. And in doing that, I lost a lot of weight because I wanted to look after myself. I wanted to do things that felt good. I wanted to take care of me. And therefore, I lost a lot of weight because I started showing up differently. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. total sense. And I think the key thing that you said in there, and uh, well, there's lots of key things you said <laughs> in there, um, but something that just piqued my interest was I think you said it happened, well, I can't remember exactly what you said, but in my mind, it wasn't, this didn't just happen in five sessions. Like you didn't suddenly become no. a different person, start losing mm -hmm. weight and transform overnight. Like it was a slow mm. process. Is that right? Or Yeah, totally. But like, I'll admit, I got pretty pissed because I was pissed first of all that I, I didn't get the weight loss pills, but then I get into coaching and I was like, why was this not taught to me in school? Like, why was I not taught these concepts of how to understand myself and my brain? And, you know, one of the questions I remember my coach saying to me is like, do you like, tell me about being at your lightest weight. And I was like, oh yeah, I was like, I was like 63 kilos or something. Like I was like telling her, I was like, yeah, I was so light and rah, rah, rah. And she's like, were you happy? Mm. And I was like, holy shit. No, I wasn't. Like nobody had ever asked me that question before. Like when you were at your lightest weight, were you happy? Were you confident? Did you have everything you wanted? All your problems go away? Like, because this is like what I was creating in my brain. Like it was going to be like that. And the reality was no. She's like, so what makes you think it's going to be different this time? I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah. But just like the... I was I was just blown away that this 
the kind of questions that she asks me and the mindset tools that she gave me, I was like, how come this wasn't taught in school? And let's be honest, I'm still a bit mad about this, but like, are you starting your own That was huge. (laughs) Yeah, watch out. (laughs) Yeah, but I, I love what you said there, like that realization of, it's almost like the, well, I mean, there's lots of definitions of insanity, but it's almost like that idea, like, I love that she brought that to your attention mm. because, um, the, yeah, that's, it's exactly what you needed to hear. Like, yeah, no, I wasn't happy then when I was really light and I've still got the same feeling now. It's like, it's yeah. just so it maybe like it's weight is the problem, but it's actually not. Yeah. But so maybe there's something else here. Like maybe there is a different solution, right? Mm. Like I talk about like confidence being a practice and you get to practice that as you're losing the weight. It's not like a one and done thing. Like you don't just lose the weight and then you're happy forever. So say more like say more about confidence being a practice. What does that mean? So like if you think about um, getting a new job, for example, like Mm. you start a new job and on day one, you're generally not feeling confident. You're with a bunch of people you don't know. You've got new systems. You don't know necessarily what they want you to do, how to log in, all the things. Like that confidence comes over time as you practice this new job and these new skills, right? But you, but you could have self-confidence even though you're not confident in that. Yes, moment. yes. You can believe in yourself and your ability to figure it out. Now, that doesn't mean that you won't necessarily be nervous on day one or a little bit apprehensive, but you can still be self-confident when you're nervous. Like I experience that all the time. Yeah. And I think that's quite an important point. Like it's sort of digressing a little bit, but that idea that even if you're trying something new, it's a slightly different realm, but that idea of like nerves, just because you're feeling nervous or like, the the uncertainty of a situation doesn't make it doesn't mean that you're not confident yes yeah or you don't have self-confidence yeah so in terms of like how you practiced confidence um when you were going through this for yourself like and if you're comfortable to talk about that like Mm, within your own journey how did you practice confidence when you were feeling in that place that was really unhappy Yeah. So one of the things that I did then is I made a list of things that I liked about myself. Because remember, I was in a place of like really deep self-loathing. And what I would do is I would ask myself this question every single day. And I did this for weeks. What is one thing I like about myself? And this was a real struggle considering where I was at mentally at that time. And I remember the very first thing I wrote on that list day one was I like my eyelashes. Mm. And I got that because other people had always said, oh, wow, you've got such nice eyelashes. So I was like, okay, put that on the list. And every day I actually like your eyelashes. I could get behind the idea that, yeah, they're pretty good eyelashes. Okay. But I'd never really like put the thought into liking them. Yeah. Okay. So I could get behind it. And every day I would add one new thing and I would write it out by hand. So I would slow myself down and really appreciate that thing about myself. And then I was like, I like my skin. And it was, I was starting, like, I was always starting with things other people had said, you've got really nice skin or you've got, you know, really nice eyes. Like I would do that until I kind of took over and I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, I like that I'm kind to people. I like that 
I'm a hard worker. And so every day I would add something new to this list. And I slowly started to build this feeling of kind of, it was both worthiness and a little bit of self-confidence starting to come. Because what was happening was like, I was starting to change the beliefs I had about myself and what I was capable of. Okay. So what popped into my head as you were talking Mm -hmm. is something that people say to me and um, that, you know, when you're really unhappy with yourself, like you said, like that Mm -hmm. self-loathing space. And I think there are degrees of self-loathing. Something that um, kind of comes up, I think, is the idea of, you know, you said, um, what I like about myself is that I'm really kind to other people. And did you ever get a case of the year buts? Year but I wasn't kind to, I don't know, the homeless person on the street. I didn't give them money or I was rude to my colleague or do you know what I mean? Like where your brain would try to support you, you know, like you're working hard to consciously practice yep. your confidence. And then that nasty voice comes in and goes, yeah, but you're not always kind. Yeah, but look at that pimple coming up. Yeah, but so-and-so's got nicer eyelashes or you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yes, I would say that that happened more so for me when I was trying to stretch it too far. And I use the example of like, I love myself, right? Like I was in a place of like, I hate myself. Mm. And then you're trying, like everyone's like, you should love yourself. Self-love is the answer. And so trying to believe that I love myself, that is when my brain would be like, bullshit. I hate this and this and this, right? Like it would really argue back. Mm. Does that make sense? Like sometimes when you're trying to stretch too far, Another way I like to teach this when people really struggle to get behind it is like what I call like, like a bridge, like building a bridge between where you are now and where you want to be. So that might look like, like sometimes I'm kind, like Mm -hmm. what is a word that like you can actually believe now? Like it's possible that I do have kind of nice arms or, you know, like I have nice painted fingers sometimes, right? Like something that is better than where you're at which is beating on yourself and being really hard does that make sense yeah yeah so it's that like it has to feel truthful like it has to feel like if you're saying um I like myself because I'm kind and I acknowledge like yeah like even that acknowledgement of like I'm sometimes kind might be more truthful to somebody than I'm always kind and you can look and go, no, I wasn't kind on Monday because (laughs) that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't even put the, I like myself because Mm -hmm. like I was things I like about myself. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Because I I couldn't, like, I couldn't get behind that yet. If that makes sense. Yeah. I had to work on that. Can I offer another thing? Like while it's in my brain, one thing that really helped me at that time in my life was because I was following like on social media I was following all of the super fit inspo Instagram girls you know with the six-pack abs and you know like all these things and what I did is I chose to unfollow most of those and I went in and I followed people who looked like me now who were confident and that helped me to believe that if they could do it maybe I could too Okay, I think that that's a really, really beautiful way to think about it because it takes yeah. away that that future-based thinking like, oh, well, when I had yes. a six-pack, 
then I will be confident yes. because that's what it takes for those women to yes. be, and like who knows what it takes for those women to be confident but yeah. yeah that idea of people that look like you now and look like they're feeling confident look like they're happy and yeah. enjoying themselves yeah it's like when you think about like a woman on the beach in a bikini right we see all sorts of different shapes and sizes on the beach in a bikini and some of those women are like super confident and some of them aren't and there's such a variation of sizes but what does it take to be confident it's, it's inside it's mm. not the shape otherwise all of the women who are super skinny would all be confident but we know that that's not true Oh, that is such a good reality check because it yeah. is so true. Like <laughs> all the women who are, you know, quote unquote skinny or, you yeah. know, the right size, whatever that might be, are not confident. <laughs> like, yeah, that is not what makes somebody confident. Yeah. Ah, so good because, yeah, you're yeah. right. There are plenty of people who are in smaller bodies that are feeling really unhappy or really. Yeah. Um, lacking in confidence 100 percent yeah that's like that's almost like that thing that your um you know your original coach just kind of let you in on that little secret like well when mm -hmm. you were skinny were you happy yeah and like, oh, yeah <laughs> yeah I like yeah. that and I really like that action of um like filling your world with people that inspire you into confidence yes. now, not future-based yes. confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and also like to take that a step further, like what do you think they think about themselves? Say that again. Like, what do you mean? So if you're following some accounts with women who perhaps are, you know, a similar size to you are now mm -hmm. and they, they are really confident and they look really happy. Like, what do you think? they think about themselves and their bodies and their lives like what do you think they think about themselves and what are their beliefs that is that such a is good one stuff you want to try on like oh if she can believe that maybe I could could I so did you start practicing that like looking at other people's accounts and at, asking yourself that question at that time I would say I didn't do it intentionally that's something I do very intentionally now with mm. other goals Okay, but that's yeah. a really cool thing to think about. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, I love where you're taking that. Mm -hmm. um, so something, I guess that like you've sort of answered it within your own journey, um, like that idea of like, you know, how do you begin to gain confidence if you're not feeling confident? For you, it's just that act of confidence, like finding things you like about yourself. Like, is that all confidence, like self-confidence? comes down to is liking yourself not necessarily I don't think that you necessarily have to like yourself all the time to be self-confident mm. because it depends what you want your confidence for do you want your confidence to go to the beach to apply for a job like what is the confidence for because if you think about it like we all have a mixture of both confidence and self-confidence in different areas of our life yeah so we're narrowing this down to talk about the area of perhaps body image. It, it, it's interesting because I was thinking about it before this and I was like, when I was, you know, prior to this coaching and this work and being really confident, I used to think that when I lost the weight, I would have the confidence to date. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, that never happened. Dating. <laughs> yeah. 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 But people, I hear people say that all the time. Like when I 
do this, then I will do that, right? Like when I lose the weight, then I will apply for a new job. Then I will start my own business. Then I will date. Mm. So in your mind, like it's that idea of like, if you're not feeling confident, so it's for some people, it's about noticing I'm not feeling confident to date or I'm not feeling confident to go for a job or I'm not feeling confident to have a conversation with my boss because of my current, like you you could put any situation in there, but we're just for Mm -hmm. this purpose talking about weight. Um, And so saying like once that changes, then I'll have the confidence. So it's about noticing the, uh, how do I say it? Like noticing the, like what purpose you want your confidence to Mm -hmm. be able to fulfill for you. Is that right? Yeah. What do you think you will do when you have more confidence? Oh, that's such a good question. It's yeah. such a good question. What do you think you'll do yeah. when you have more confidence? And I have the solution. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Tell me. So the first thing you've got to do is take courageous action because you don't create confidence without first being courageous. Oh, so good. This is like, like medicine. Yeah, if you, if you think about learning to drive a car, Like the very first time you get in a car, it requires courage because you're nervous, you're anxious, you've got no idea what you're doing, right? Mm. So taking that courageous action helps you to build belief in yourself. So it helps you to change the way you think about yourself. So if we were to take this to like wanting to wear a bikini on the beach, which is one of the things you might think you'll do when you're confident and you hit your goal weight, is what if you took courageous action and went to a beach where you know it's going to be kind of quiet and you put on the bikini and you had your swim Mm. like you doing that you're showing yourself okay I didn't die I can do that I didn't die I love it (laughs) maybe I can do that again like that was actually kind of cool does that make sense like you're starting to like you're taking action doing something courageous and in turn like you're building your belief and changing the way you think about yourself Yeah. And so that's the piece where you're going, what am I like, what is, what was the thing you said? Like, um, like what is not having confidence stopping me from doing? So the person might be saying going on the beach, what were you going to say? Yeah. No, no, no. I think the question I had asked is like, what do you want your confidence for? Like, what do you think you're going to do when you have more confidence? That's it. What do you think you're going to do when you have more confidence? And that's the powerful question that people go, Oh, if I had more confidence, then I'd go on tinder then i would yeah go to a bar whatever um and so then you've got that pathway ah that's the action that i'm really wanting to take and Mm -hmm. the only thing that's stopping me is this idea that i need to be a certain weight to be able to do that Mm -hmm. Mm, that's pretty good okay and so what you're saying is is when you take action that feels courageous to you and I think that's important, like, because for somebody else going on the beach in a bikini is like, they do it a hundred times. They never think yeah. about it. It doesn't feel courageous at all. It's just what they do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's noticing what is your courageous action. And when you take it, so when you take courageous action, it's like you're, you're banking confidence or you're practicing confidence. Like, what does that look like? Yeah, that is the practice of confidence. When you're, when you're being courageous, you are practicing confidence over and over and over again. Mm. and in turn you're building that self-belief right and in doing so you're you're growing your confidence 
Yeah. Do you think it's important when people um, take courageous action that obviously they've like decided, okay, this is a courageous action to take. Is it important that they, um, you know, like you said, like they're building their, their self-belief. Is it important that they're conscious of the self-belief that they're building or does that just automatically Mm. happen? Yeah. So one of the things I teach my clients is like having your own back. And I think a big part of that is being very deliberate about when you are taking courageous action, when you're leaving your comfort zone, right? Ultimately being courageous is leaving your current comfort zone. When you're doing that, I like to say to my people, like decide ahead of time, how you're going to treat yourself, yourself after the action, no matter what, how will you have your own back? So that might be like, and I've had this experience, right? Where you go on a date and it's a shit show. (laughs) (laughs) How do you treat yourself afterwards, no matter what the outcome is, right? You wear the bikini on the beach and it doesn't go the way you want it to. How do you speak to yourself and treat yourself afterwards, no matter what? Okay. So I love that. Like, what's your, like, what do you do? How do, like, what's some examples of how people might treat themselves afterwards? Like, yeah. So, so often if it doesn't go to plan, when we take courageous action is we want to beat ourselves up and tell ourselves it was a terrible idea and not do it again. Mm. But what I encourage is like, be proud of yourself no matter what, because you're doing something hard, something outside of your comfort zone, something that requires courage. You are practicing confidence. Like you get to be proud of yourself for showing up and doing it no matter what. And I tell you, like, I tell you what, if you do that and you say to yourself, Hey, that was a bit of a shit show, but you know what? I'm really proud of you for doing that. That's cool. Like that wasn't easy, but I'm so proud of myself for showing up. Like that, like you can acknowledge it was hard. It was difficult. Didn't go as planned, but be proud of yourself as well. That helps you to keep doing it, to keep taking action, to keep showing up, to build more confidence. Mm. So the way you treat yourself afterwards is like it's kind self-talk like positive self-talk or is, does it go a step further than that? Or is it? I've never really thought about it. Like it's as long as it feels true and accurate for you and you can get behind it. Hmm. So I would always ask them like, like, how do you want to, like, I often say to people, how do you want to feel after you've done this, no matter what? And people hmm, will often yeah, say okay. proud like proud. Like I want to be proud that I did it. I want to be proud that I got up and spoke on stage, even though I'm terrified. Yeah. Right. And you get to be proud, even if you stuffed up. Yeah. You get to be proud. Is that a hard hard place for people to get to? Yes. And no, because I think your brain is going to offer you, like, it's going to offer you the drama. Like I talk about your brain can be a bit of an asshole sometimes. Like your brain, your brain is wired to want to keep you in the comfort zone, right? It is wired for you to stay the same and not change. Yeah. Right. So your brain is going to offer things like, oh, shouldn't have done that. That was a terrible idea. You suck. Right. Like your brain is going to do that. And your job is to get really good at being like, thank you, brain. I see you. Mm -mm, Not today. Like your job is just to be really good at being onto that and, and practicing, like, what is it that you want to tell yourself in this moment? Yeah. Yeah. So it is both of those things. It's the courageous action. And then the, like that, that part of that self-belief is that talking to yourself kindly, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. 
One, if we were to take it a little bit step further, like when I do speaking in public, one of the things that I do is I have this rule with myself is that after the event, because I know my brain's going to be like criticism, you should have done this, 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 and this, right? I yes. know that's going to come and that's okay. So I have a rule with myself that after the event, I only say good things and celebrate the achievement. Then I set time aside the next day to evaluate what worked and what didn't, right? So to look at some of the criticisms that my brain might've had, but I have a really strict rule with myself that day one is like positive reinforcement only. Day two, we get to look at like, what can we learn from this? And I think, yeah, that's a beautiful step to take because otherwise I think um, you might feel like you're lying to yourself. Like if you saw, oh, Mm -hmm. I totally forgot a whole chunk of information that I wanted to share or whatever. Um, and you know that, and you're like, I missed yeah. the most important piece, then yeah. that's not helpful just to lie to yourself the whole time and be like, yeah. it was wonderful, you're amazing. Like it is helpful to have that um, genuine critique, like not yes. criticism, but critique of yes. hmm, what worked, what didn't, and how can I do it better? Yes. And if you think about, like when we talk about having your own back, if you think about like somebody else in your life, maybe your best friend, and they were to get up on stage and speak and do that and miss something, how would you have their back? Yeah. You'd be like, you'd be like, girl, you nailed that. Like so proud of you for standing up there. Like that was awesome. Like yeah. everyone like got so much value, right? Like you would be like that. And you'd be like, don't worry, like you can figure that out the next time and learn from it, but you nailed it. Yeah. And that's an important piece. So if people are struggling to think about like, well, how do I want to feel afterwards? I want to feel proud, but they, they hear that loud voice that's going, oh, you ruined it. You screwed it up. What's wrong with you? Whatever. It's noticing like, okay, how would, how would I talk to a friend through this Mm. situation? Like if your own self-talk isn't immediately evident, then imagining that you're sharing something with a friend. Yes, definitely. I think that that's a real easy way to do it. And just also knowing that your brain's job is for you to never leave your comfort zone. And if you're leaving your comfort zone, your brain is going to be pissed. So let's talk a little bit about this because I know you do, you and I, um, well, we trained through different schools and what have you, but I'm very familiar with um, Brooke Castillo, who I think is your, who you trained through, is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm very familiar with the model and I think it's amazing. Do you want to talk us through a little bit, like, because you've like started to touch on this idea of the brain and you're like, your brain's an asshole and it's going to (laughs) offer you thoughts and the brain's job is. So do you want to share a little bit more about that um, so that people can have a little bit of an understanding, like what you're talking about there? Yeah. So that's not necessarily from the life coach school, Brooke Castillo, where I trained. So she teaches the model. Mm-hmm. which I'm happy to go into. But what I'm talking about is often referred to as the motivational triad. Okay, so I love that. Say more about that. Yeah, so the motivational triad, if you were to picture a triangle, so mm-hmm. all of the corners are like, it's all connected, right? All of the mm-hmm. points on this triangle, the three ends of the triangle are connected. And on one end, you have pain. On one, you have pleasure. And on the other one, you have ease, mm-hmm. right? As in taking it easy. And our primitive brain, which has evolved from caveman, cavewoman days, its number one job is to keep us alive and to evolve. And so what it wants to do is avoid pain, seek pleasure, and save energy. 
right? And if you think back to when we were living in caves and we didn't know when our next meal was going to come and we're living in the wild and there's wild animals and, you know, all of these things, we had to save our energy for survival and evolution. We had to, you know, lie around a lot. And we also wanted to avoid pain because pain probably meant death back then. Mm. And pleasure was in the form of berries or sex or the fire. And all of those things would give us that dopamine, that energy hit, again, supporting our evolution and survival. So today, that part of our brain doesn't know the difference between, you know, wearing a a bikini on the beach or speaking in public or going on a date. That part of our brain goes, danger, danger, you are going to die. Like, this is painful. Emotionally, this could be very painful, right? Or you know, this is going to require a lot of effort and we should probably stay home and watch Netflix. Terrible idea, right? We should save our energy and this is not going to be immediately pleasurable. Mm. So our brain's like, terrible idea. I'm going to talk you out of it any which way I can. And often that looks like I'm going to be mean to you (laughs) because I know it's going to work. Yeah, that is so true. Okay. So, okay. So what you're saying is, is like, tell me if I'm getting this wrong, but that one of the major obstacles to people having confidence is this motivational triad because your brain is wired to avoid pain, go for pleasure, save energy. Mm-hmm. That's your job's brain. Your job's brain is not to create the most confident, courageous version of you. It's mm-hmm. designed to help you survive and like, you know, basically all the things we just said. So mm-hmm. If you're thinking about it in that way, it's sort of like almost like taking your brain out a little bit and going, oh, this is what my brain is designed for. And mm-hmm. I'm using my brain in a way that it's not designed for. So like, like, like if I'm using my brain to create confidence, my mm-hmm. brain is not designed innately to create confidence. It's designed to keep me safe, go for pleasure and save energy. So when I go and take courageous action, the brain is like, I'm working against my, my evolution almost like Mm -hmm. I'm working against my brain. And so Mm -hmm. I can expect for that to come up and bite me on the ass and say, stop doing that. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yes, definitely. And also like if we were just to, for some simple terms to divide your brain in two, that is one Mm. part of your brain, but the other part of your brain is more evolved and has goals and dreams and wants big things. And that part of your brain is like, yeah, you got this. Let's go. Right. So you've got the two, like the whole (laughs) angel and devil thing going on, right? Like you've got the two and you get to decide which one you want to lean into. And I also just wanted to offer, as you were saying that, like, just because your brain offers you a thought doesn't mean it's true. Mm. So say more about that. Just because your brain says you can't or you shouldn't, or it's a terrible idea. That does not mean it's true. I remember going to the gym and I was like, I really want to do a box jump, but I've got bad knees and this is a terrible idea and I've never done it before. And it's really high, probably going to face plant, might break something. My brain's like, you can't do that. You shouldn't. Terrible idea. All these things. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try. Why not? And I did it the first go. And I was like, holy shit, I can do a box jump. My brain was wrong about that. Yeah, I love that. So, and there's, okay. So it's also, 
Uh, yeah, that's a really great concrete example of how your brain might not be right and probably mm. isn't right about a lot of things. It's just trying to keep you safe. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So if your brain is trying to keep you safe and you keep listening to your brain's advice, then you're going to not feel confident. Is that what you're saying? Well, just keep in mind, this is only 50% of your brain, oh, right? Like if we divide in half, if you keep listening to that half of your brain, you will forever stay in your comfort zone and you won't increase your confidence. Yeah. So the way to turn up the volume on the other side of your brain is to hear that voice, hear that mm -hmm. that 50% of your brain and be like, okay, I'm going to check that. I'm going to do the box jump or I'm going to go mm -hmm. to the beach in my bikini. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to like like turn up the volume on the other side yes yeah and that's where things like being really intentional with what you want to think and believe about yourself mm. like how do you suggest people do that okay I have a fun activity I'm so <laughs> glad you asked um so I call this copying copy and pasting belief okay so I remember that I used to think right when I lost the weight then I'll have more confidence and I will date. I, sh I shared that with you. So what I recommend you do, we'll use that as one area where I wanted more confidence. What I recommend you do is find an area where you're already really confident. So for me, solo travel. I have traveled all over the world solo. I love traveling. I've traveled to all sorts of different countries on my own. I'm really good at solo travel. I'm super confident when it comes to traveling on my own. So find that area where you already have confidence and then ask yourself the question what do I believe about myself what do I believe about the process and what do I believe about the outcome so to give you an idea when we talk about solo travel I believe that I've always got my own back I believe that about me the process I always believe it's figure outable. Like I'll mm -hmm. always work it out. I'll figure it out. Even when shit doesn't go to plan and it often doesn't, right? Like it doesn't turn up or, you know, different things happen. Like I'll always figure it out. And the outcome is I will, I will have fun and I will have a great story no matter what. Like, and another part of that for me is often like, oh, okay, no matter what. Like, I really strongly believe that. I'll always figure it out. I'll be okay no matter what. So I have really strong beliefs when it comes mm. to solo travel. And some people, the idea of traveling on their own, it terrifies them. They're like, I don't yeah. know where to start. That's awful. Like, would I even enjoy it? Like, what if something goes wrong? Those are all the things they think, right? So those beliefs that I have about solo travel are beliefs that I already have about me. Yeah. I believe I've got my own back. I believe... I will always figure it out. I believe I'll be okay no matter what. So then when we talk about copying it from here and pasting it into dating, how could it be possible that I've always got my own back? How could it be possible that I will have my own back when I'm dating? Like, what would that look like? Can we put it into the weight loss context? Totally. Yeah. yeah. So what, but I'm in saying that, like I was thinking I would like when I, when I lost the weight, then I would be confident today. So is it like, would the question be, how do I be confident today without losing a gram? Yeah. Yeah. How do well, I be? Yeah. Hang on. Like, what do you, tell me, what do you think your people want confidence for? Like, what do they think they're going to 
achieving weight is like achieving weight loss is going to give them I think it's I mean it's going to be different for everybody but I, mm -hmm. I think a pretty common theme is just not disliking themselves so much mm. like feeling happier not feeling ashamed of themselves or not feeling like they have to hide some aspect of themselves um yeah so that's a little bit different I would be like I would be asking the question of like where is an area of your life where you feel proud where you don't feel ashamed where you don't hide yourself and why what are your beliefs about yourself there so often I will find people will say to me like at work like I'm really good at what I do mm -hmm. right I am you know one of the best in my in my division and people always come to me for advice Right. Like find for those people, find an area of your life where you're not ashamed of yourself, where you do stand out, where you do really well. Does that make sense? Like find yeah. an area of your life and then apply it like the beliefs that you have about that. How could you apply that to this version of you now who hasn't lost the weight or is in the process of losing the weight? Like wherever you're at now, like, is it true that you could get behind that? Does that make sense? Yes, I think so. So, so if somebody is in the situation of wanting to lose weight so that then they can feel confident, like mm -hmm. they think that that's what they're going to feel. They're going to feel better. They're going to feel, they're going to feel like they like themselves more if they've lost weight. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I would, and I'm going to give tough love right here. Like I would say to them when they were at their lightest weight, were they happy and confident all the time? Yeah, because I've not had a single person ever say yes to me. No. So what makes you think that this time's going to be different? Exactly. How about you practice being confident on the way, and it is intentional. Yeah, and so if they're wanting to like themselves more, and they think that weight loss is going to do them, where you might go with that, and they so the question that you said okay i want to like myself more what's the purpose of gaining more confidence that like how would i use that confidence what would i do if i was that confident then i would um i don't know start a business or go dating or wear a bikini on the beach it's knowing then i would feel it's like looking for that feeling is that right like i would mm -hmm. feel proud or i would feel happy or i would feel confident <laughs> like where do I feel that somewhere else in my life already yes and how can and what do I so like I feel confident at work or I feel confident in my marriage or I feel confident mm -hmm. as a mother or I feel confident in the garden I'm like yep yeah <laughs> and find that one area yeah anything at all right where you already feel confident and look at what you believe about yourself your ability to perhaps do the work the outcome and results that you create at work, right? You can ask it in a variety of different ways, but I'm just to make it simple about you, about the process and the outcome. Yeah. And then how can you get behind? Those are things you believe about yourself. You already yes. believe that now. Yeah. So is it possible that you could believe that about, you know, this area that you're wanting confidence that you think when you lose the weight, you're going to magically feel confident in? right? Whether it's dating, wearing the bikini or liking yourself more, like, is it possible that you can get behind those thoughts? I feel like it's kind of tricky to explain without like a concrete example, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I do know what you mean. It's, it's, mm. and it's that idea of copy and paste. I already believe this. 
can I put it into this context? What yeah. happens when you come up with resistance? Well, I always say, like, use the bridge thought. Like, is it possible? Mm. Like, maybe one day I'll believe this. Or, like, sometimes this is true for me. Yeah, okay. So make it even more simple yeah, and gentle yeah. for yourself. Something that your brain can get behind. Ultimately, and if we were to, like, speak to Brooke Castillo as the model, right, Ultimately, what you want to do is change the thoughts that you have about yourself. If you don't like yourself now and you want to, you know, feel better about yourself and your body, that is changing the thoughts because what you think about yourself determines how you feel. Mm. Your thoughts create your feelings, Mm. right? So when you think I hate myself, you feel self-loathing, you feel shitty, you feel awful, right? If you can get behind the thought, I love myself, you would feel love. Which right? most people can't. They can't get exactly. to love. Like that's a totally. really big jump. Yep. <laughs> but even to move out of self-loathing, like, like instead of I hate my body, it might be like, I have a body. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Or one that I didn't realize I was practicing back then was like other women who look like me love themselves. Maybe it's possible. That's and so that really just there's like a one percent shift. Like I always talk about, like you only need like one percent self belief. You don't need a hundred percent. Like just a tiny little shift, a little incremental one percent shift towards the end of the spectrum you're wanting to move towards, mm. right? Away from the hate and the self loathing and the beating yourself up. What is a tiny little shift that will nudge you ever so slowly down the other end? Yeah, I love that you said that, that 1%, because I'm just looking at my notes and like one of the things that I want to talk about is this idea of perfectionism. Mm. And I think perfectionism is like the... <laughs> ultimate confidence killer. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate confidence killer. And, yes. um, you know, like I think a lot of people feel that idea like, well, if I can't stand in the mirror and say I love myself, then I don't love myself and what's the point? Um, and so yeah. that idea of like, you don't have to be perfect at this. Like it's just 1% better. Yeah. So say a little, can, I'd love to hear like your perspective on perfectionism and that. Yeah. It's imperfect action that creates success. Mm, like, so say, that, say more about that. Let's talk about that in a weight loss context. Like it's not nailing, like, you know, for example, let's just say you were going to eat uh, 2000 calories a day and exercise five times a week. It's not nailing that every single day that creates the success. It's mm. imperfect action right? It's, what does imperfect action mean to you? So it's like, maybe I only exercised three times this week. That's okay. I still showed up. I didn't nail the five, right? Like I was sick, so I didn't exercise at all, right? Yeah. That's imperfect action. It's not like nailing it a hundred percent. It's saying like, you know, 70% surpass. Some days it's 50%, right? Like sometimes it's just 10%. It's getting out of bed. Yeah. Right? Like that is still enough. Yeah. Like okay. there, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. So like the perfectionism t- doesn't create the success. Yeah. Imperfection yeah, does. Imperfection does. Because I swear so, to God, neither of us would have a podcast if perfection was the goal. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm like, I get up every recording. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, should have said this. Forgot about that. Might not have done that so well. Could have explained that better. And I'm like, oh, well. Yeah. So that kind of leads me into like, um, I was reading on your website 
what did it say um how to stop giving a fuck what people think so I love saying that <laughs> <laughs> I get very passionate about this topic <laughs> I do. and I think that that's something like if you give a fuck about what people think then your confidence my guess is is you're not going to have as much confidence as somebody who does not give a fuck and mm-hmm. we're not talking about walking around being blatantly mean or obnoxious or anything like that like I'd love to tell me about this idea like and yeah um so when it comes to like worrying about what other people think like when we are concerned about what other people think we edit and alter ourselves to behave in a different way Mm -hmm. like we are not being ourself 100 Mm -hmm. so that has a it kind of like squishes your confidence it's kind of like wearing a dress that's two sizes too small it's like you know like it's it it has that impact. So when I talk about like giving fewer fucks about what people think, I think it's really important that you get very specific about whose opinions of you matter in your life, whose opinions, and you get a tiny little post-it note and you can write them down there because I bet you're not going to write your colleagues and those, you know, girls that you went to high school with, right? Mm. Like who we often think about, but what's, you know, what's so-and-so at work going to say? Or, you know, what about, you know, that girl that I went to school with who was really mean, like, what's she going to say or think? But when you actually get very specific, it's like, let's take your body and what people think of you and the way that you look, like whose opinions of you matter. Mm -hmm. Like it might be your husband or your kids or your best friend. It is going to be people in your life who love you and who want the best for you no doubt people who already have your back yeah it's not gonna be the people that you actually probably worry about do you think that the people um that you would put on that list are people that um that you would kind of want to be the best version of yourself for like that you kind of want yeah. to like they elevate you yeah definitely yeah. yeah like if you've got a really mean mother-in-law and she's always like oh you need to lose weight and like you're not good enough and you should be doing more around the house. Like you're probably not going to put her on the list. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so tempting to put them on the list because I think that goes back to that triad idea of you're wanting to avoid pain. And if your mother-in-law says, Hey, you could do to lose poor mother-in-laws. <laughs> I have a lovely mother-in-law. But <laughs> it, like let's just use that as an example. If your mother-in-law is constantly making snide remarks or, you know, overtly saying, I think you need to lose weight or mm. whatever, um, or even just making comments about her own weight, that idea of like your brain wanting to avoid pain. Yes, for sure. Can- And also like to take it back to that kind of primitive part of our brain, another part of it, like part of that primal brain is also wired to want to fit in and to want to be liked because back in the caveman cavewoman days that was necessary for survival if you were kicked out of the tribe you were probably going to die on your own chances were very high like you needed to be a part of the group a part of the tribe to survive Whereas today, it's very different in our world that we live in. It's not necessary, but our brain still like has that kind of primitive, I'm going to die if my mother-in-law doesn't accept me or like me the way I am kind of thing. So like if we take it back to that idea of practicing confidence, like not giving fucks might be, or I can't remember how you said it, anyway, might be around like, okay, my mother-in-law doesn't get to go on the list. 
And mm-hmm. so taking courageous action around her might be, you know, wearing a dress that is sleeveless, you know, and she sees yeah. my arms and she makes yeah. a comment or something. Yeah. Like that's a courageous action to take. And I'm not yeah. going to give a fuck. And I'm going to practice being kind to myself. Or, you know, like I'm going to practice the feeling that I want to feel after I've taken that action. Yeah. Is it like, is that my piece yeah, of that together? Totally. Yeah, 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 definitely. And another step that sometimes I'll add in is like, is overcome the obstacles ahead of time. So if you're going to wear the sleeveless dress around your mother-in-law, like nailing it, that is taking courageous action. Love it. Think about like, what are the obstacles that could happen? Like what is, what could go, what is the shit that could hit the fan? The mother-in-law might say, you shouldn't wear that or that doesn't look good, right? Plan for that. Let's say she does say that. How are you going to handle it? What are you going to think about yourself? regardless right what are you going to do like prepare for that so you're overcoming the obstacle ahead of time I think that that is like really setting yourself up so how do you like you know planning for obstacles you know what the obstacle is my mother-in-law is going to say x y or z Mm -hmm. then like what what's a plan that you would recommend somebody has for that moment yeah so what do you want to say to her because so often we're going to react right we're going to react and we're going to be like you know, say something rude that we might regret later or, you know, whatever. Like if she's going to do that, how do you want to respond? Because now you're in like your logical brain, you're in the part of your, your brain that has goals and dreams and wants the best for you. What does that part of your brain want you to do? Because in the moment, your primitive brain is going to respond. Yeah, okay? she'll cry, she'll over. run away, yeah, she'll shut down, totally. she'll yeah. make a snide comment back. Yeah, so what do you want to do or say when she does that decide that now and then all you've got to do is just out it comes yes I like that so it's yeah okay perfect that's so cool planning for obstacles so it's like an if-then plan like if my mother-in-law says that then I will respond Mm -hmm. in this way that feels Mm -hmm. really good to me now because I know it's yeah totally yeah yeah um yeah so that's actually Oh, that kind of leads into um, something else that I wanted to talk about just briefly, because I know we're getting close to time, but um, just that idea of like, what do you do when somebody, like when something really kind of knocks your confidence, like you're feeling good, you've been like, you know, talking more kindly to yourself, you've been practicing that way of, um, you know, like believing about yourself, you've been taking some courageous action, but then something happens, you know, like, um, I don't know, like a a carload of people drives past and yells abuse at you, like, you know, or something like that. Like, you know, something happens that kind of knocks the wind out of your sails unexpectedly that you couldn't have planned for. Mm-hmm. And you feel yourself just kind of like deflate like a balloon. Mm-hmm. What do you do in those moments when you're feeling really like, oh, I was feeling so good and now I'm feeling so shit? Yeah. Two questions, uh, two things I'll give you for that is like one of the questions I love to say to people is like, okay, what does it look like to have your own back right now? Mm. Or another way you could ask that is like, what's the most loving thing that you can do for yourself right now? Mm. Those are beautiful questions. Yeah. And I think it's like, I sometimes think of it like, what's the word I want? Like, it's almost like it's a vulnerability hangover. Like I was just, you know, I was out doing something courageous 
And now, like maybe I'm feeling really vulnerable or I'm feeling really upset or whatever. It's kind of like that hangover. It's like this might last a couple of days. I don't know about you, but I get three day hangovers. I don't drink anymore because it's terrible. But like I know it's, yeah, I know it's going to last a couple of days. I'm going to be feeling terrible, but it's going to get better. It's okay Mm. to feel this way for a couple of days and then it's going to get better. Kind of like when you're sick and you take care of yourself, you get to take care of yourself. And maybe you stay home a couple of days. Maybe you take a couple of days off. So it's like a confidence right? cold. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute. I love that. Yes. You've got like, a confidence cold. I've just cold. got a bit okay. of a sniffle. I need to just yeah. go That's to bed so for a little good. while. <laughs> yeah. And then like, just know you're going to get better. Like you're going to be okay. Yeah. And so I like, so what were the two questions you said again? Like, what's the so, most loving thing I can do for myself? And And the second one is, what does it look like to have my own back right now? Hmm. Yeah, I like that. What does it look like to have my own back right now? Yeah. And I like that it's that idea of like this too shall pass. Like this feeling isn't going to last forever. I can build back up from here. It's just like, yeah, Yeah, it's okay to feel this way Mm. and it's not going to be forever. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay. So, oh, that just leads me into one more question that I've just got to ask. Like, what do you do with comments that have been made to you in the past that are kind of like on repeat, that are kind of knocking your confidence? So, for example, like if you, like a a number of my clients, like have had things said to them years and years ago that they remember from, um, you know, like, their mother's saying or school you know so-called friends saying or whatever and it's still kind of that thing like it might be like oh yeah I'm the fat kid or you know it's that those Mm. comments that they have on repeat in the background Mm. what do you kind of do with those yeah okay so if somebody had said and I had that. I was I was at a uh, small country school growing up, and there were about two hundred kids. I remember we celebrated when we hit two hundred kids, <laughs> and we had this um like we had this whole school photo taken, and in this whole school photo with all two hundred kids, I'm not kidding you. I was the largest kid in the whole photo, by far. I was the okay. largest kid. So I had all of the comments like, "You're so fat. You need to lose weight. I'm like, what's wrong with you? All of these things." So. There are two ways that I would approach this. And I'm going to give you a different example and then bring it back to this. So I had this comment on my podcast, I don't know, years ago now. And it was, it was like a, it was like a three-star review. And it was like, what did it say? Oh, you keep saying this word, right. You keep saying right all the time, right? Am I right? Right, right. It's so annoying. I can't listen anymore, which is such a shame because the content was valuable, right? So she said something like this (laughs) and I read it and I was like, huh, yeah, I do. And that like the ability to see that there is truth or there could be truth in that comment helped me to not make it a problem. So what if it is true? Like, Mm. what do I want to make that mean about me? Mm. Okay. So in the podcast example, I was like, yeah, I do that all the time, actually. But my podcast is really valuable and people love it. So 
I guess I'm doing a great job, right? That was my reframe. But back to the example of somebody like perhaps in school or when you were in college, like saying to you all the time, you're so fat, you're so fat. Okay, what if that is true and you are fat? What do you want to make that mean about you? Because you get to decide. Yeah, so, okay. Oh, that's like terrifying. And also like suddenly a blank page just opens up. And so, because I mean, like when I, why I say it's terrifying is because you could easily go like down the road of, well, what do I want to make that mean about me? Um, I'm thinking, because I've heard these comments before from clients, like you're so fat. And what do I want to make that mean is I'm lazy. I'm, um, I'm stupid. Like, you know, I'm unmotivated. So how do you kind of reframe it? Like, as you did with your podcast, like, yeah, that is true. Like, you know, somebody might be looking back at their high school and photos or whatever and say like, yeah, I was larger back then. Like that was true. What they were saying was a, it was, well, it was a comment on reality. Um, But how do you make that, like, you've obviously got the confidence in your podcasting abilities that you went, yeah, that's true, but that's okay. How do you, you know, like if you're still a bigger size or, you know, like how do you not go down that pathway of, well, what I make it mean is that. Yeah, that's the difference, right? You're making it mean, right, that you're lazy and there's something wrong with you and all these other things. I'm asking like, what do you want to make it mean? Not what are you making it mean? But yes, Mm. you can look at that. What do you want to make it mean? Like, like I can be fat and successful. Like there are fat people who nail yes. life. Yes. There are fat people on the beach in bikinis more confident than the skinny people. Like, like you get to decide what you want to make that mean about you. Yeah. And it doesn't have to mean something negative. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just that idea of like, can I set myself free from my past? Like, can I almost like say, yep, that was like, that was my history. That's what somebody said to me. And the way that I'm going to, like, it couldn't have been any other way. Like they, they said that that's what it was. And almost like moving forward, like, what do I want to make that mean? What do I want to make that mean? Not what am I am making that mean? Yeah, that's the difference. What you are making it mean versus what you want to make it mean. Like I could have made that comment on my podcast mean I'm doing a terrible job and I should stop right away. Yeah. Or like what's coming to my mind is like, what do I want to make it mean? Is that person when I was 15 who was saying that or whatever age you were was really nasty. That's what I want to make that mean. Like they were really unkind. It was a really vulnerable time in my life and they were just really nasty to me. That's what I want to make that mean. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing that doesn't mean anything about me. That means a lot about them. Yeah. And so often that's really powerful to explore when other people give us their opinions, Mm. right? About perhaps the way we look, what we're eating, what we're wearing, like thinking about like for them to say that, how must they be feeling about themselves? Mm. Like, why would they make a comment like that? Like, where are they at in their brain, in their life, in their body image, in their perhaps confidence, lack of confidence, insecurity, what have you? Like, even just pausing to think about that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry, I'm really aware of time. Like, I could talk about this all day (laughs) with you. Um, 
So oh, there's still so much I want to talk about. Okay, but that's all right. We can do it another day or um <laughs> or whatever. But I would love to, yeah, I think we need to wrap this up. Is there anything that you wanted to say before we get going? Like, is there anything that you're like, oh, I didn't get to share this, or there's a point that I just really wanted to make, or something that you wanted to tell people? Um I think I've covered most of the things I want to say, but I will just say, like, I was the shyest kid in the entire school. Like, I was. I was the largest and the shyest kid in the school. Mm. And I'm by no means, like, a skinny girl. Like, I am curvy. And, like, I am more confident now than I have ever been in my entire life. I mm. wear the bikini. I run in a sports bra. I used to, like, look at women running in the sports bras and be like, oh, one day. That's like well, a goal, right? Yeah. And then just started doing it. And I was like, oh, today. <laughs> so <laughs> like I offer that to say like, it is possible for anyone. Like it yeah. is possible. I just want to like insert the possibility that you can be confident too, that your weight doesn't determine your level of confidence, right? What you think about yourself does and you get to choose your thoughts. You get to change them. Mm. And one last thing I will offer though is shoulds are confidence killers. Mm. I should weigh less. I should be eating you know, more of this, less of that, or I shouldn't have eaten that. Like mm. those things kill your confidence, zap it. So just be mindful of any time you're shooting on yourself. How do they kill your confidence? Like when you're saying I should have dot, 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 how does that actually kill your confidence? Because like some yeah. people would say, Oh, like, you know, if I can point it out to myself, I should have eaten, I don't know, whatever, um, that then I know the action to take next time. So, you know, like it, it yeah. could be a helpful thing to do to know yeah. what I should have done. So like how, like from your perspective, how I'll is should the... confidence killer? Yeah. So I should, anything that follows I should feels like shit. I shouldn't <laughs> have eaten true. that. Feels like shit, right? That is but true. Yeah. if you simply go, I could have paused and not eaten that. That feels different. 100%. So if you replace your I shoulds with I could, right? Like I should be doing more is one that my brain loves to offer me all the time. And I'm like, I could. Yeah, I could be doing more and I'm choosing to rest or I'm choosing to take a day off. Right? Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that. Just that tiny little switch from I should to I could. That will help you to feel better about yourself. Yeah. And yeah. that will help you to increase that confidence. That is so, so true. I love the way that you said that. I think that's a really nice note to leave it on because that's just like truth bomb right there. That's so good. Yeah. Okay. So um, how can people find you? Like if they want to get coaching with you, if they want to listen to your podcast, like how, where do we go? What do we do? Yeah, so my favorite place to hang out is on my podcast, The Brave AF Podcast, mm -hmm. and also on Instagram. I think it's so fun. I don't know why. I just do. So <laughs> zena.jones.coach on Instagram. Zena is spelled X-E-N-A. And also on my website, zenajones.com. I'm hanging out in all those places. Awesome. I love that. And is there, have you got any like fun courses or anything coming up for you at the moment? I do have a few sneaky things in the works. I'll tell you, I have a goal this year to have 1 million podcast downloads. That is a Exciting. goal. 
Yes. I am also planning to do a TED Talk in September. Wow. That is a goal. Yes. These are great goals. I know. Scary and so exciting at the same time. And I'm in the process of creating an online course as well. And also considering a couple of other things, which I won't give away too much because I haven't fully decided. So just exploring. Yep. But it's that New Year's yeah. energy where you're like, oh, oh, the I possibility. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. So your podcast, Instagram, and your website are the main places. And we spell yep. Zena with an X. And I'll put all of those links in the show notes as well so people can find them. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a fun conversation. Yeah, it's really, really good. And it's really helped clarify a few things for me. And I think, you know, like that first thing you said at the top, like, was just so helpful. Like, you know, confidence is a practice. And Mm -hmm. that idea that you can just, you can be confident with evidence and you can also be self-confidence without any evidence. Mm -hmm. Like, that's really cool. Just to figure it out. If you think about like the most confident person, you know, like life still happens to them. They still experience setbacks and failures and all of those things. Like that confidence is a practice. Yeah. And you don't have to use the setbacks as a reason to stop believing in yourself and what you are capable of. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, yeah, that's a hundred percent. All right, Chicky Licky, thank you so (laughs) much. And um, I'm sure we'll do this again sometime. Yay. Thanks for having me. All good. (laughs) 